We've been in our series for a while <clears throat> entitled The Spirit of Truth. Last, last uh, Wednesday, we talked about Him as the helper in ways through the gifts of the Spirit in, in 1 Corinthians 12, how that those gifts come into operation to help us. And um, we talked mainly about the, the, the which, which I showed you in Scripture that, that actually they're not gifts, they're manifestations is what they are. They're, they're, not, they're not a gift that you and I just kind of take and pick and choose and turn on and off like you turn a faucet on and off. They're manifestations of the Spirit, and we'll see again in the Scripture that they're, they're there for our profit, and, and they operate as He wills them. As we become, as we come into a place in our connection with Him where we believe that He can speak to us through those manifestations. He can speak to us, but He can speak through us to other people, to where it profits everybody around us. God wants these manifestations to profit us and profit all people. So tonight, I, I just, I, we're not going to, we, we'll look at, at the, the next three, we'll mention them, but, but I, I've got to just kind of, I'm just going to, I feel like I'm in a, kind of in a whirlpool, just kind of going in circles with this. I'm not ready to jump out and go move forward. We're, we're just going to stay and kind of look at this from every angle tonight. Everybody say, he's my helper. God is my helper. Amen? And you and I know that we definitely need help, right? So I'm going to look at our foundational scripture, um, or one of them, John 14 and verse 16. And I'm going to read it again out of the Amplified Bible because it gives seven definitions of what this word is in the Greek. It, and it actually, in the literal Greek, these are the definitions of, of what this word means. In verse 16, he says, And I will ask the Father, Jesus was saying this, and he will give you another comforter. The King James calls him the comforter. And that word comforter there is counselor. Helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, standby, that he may remain with you forever. I don't know about you, but when I look at that, and when I look at that he's with me and he'll be with me forever, he's got every base covered. Everything that I need is already covered if I go to him to get the help to make sure those things are manifesting. The word advocate is the same word, or it comes, we derive, we, it's a derivative of the word lawyer for us, the, the word advocate is. So he is my lawyer always, always defending my, my case. And my case is always defended through the blood of Jesus. So when the enemy comes and tries to say that you're guilty, no, 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 the blood says I'm, I'm, I'm free, amen? I'm not guilty, I've been liberated and made free. But he's all these things to us today, and we've got to embrace that day to day. Because it's in day to day that we need the help. 
It's the day-to-day where we need the help. Some people think it's just like in the big things or the bad things that happen or something like that. He's there for that too, but he's really there in the day-to-day. You know why? Because in the day-to-day is where we can get off. When we start doing it our way, you start straying and get off. God wants to keep us in line. Because when, when he keeps us in his line, then we're under an open heaven so he can do for us what he desires to do, what actually he's already done. We just position ourselves to receive it. In the 16th chapter, and um, 16th chapter in the 13th verse, Jesus said, he said this, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but what he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things that are to come. He, he, the spirit of truth, he will show you things that are to come. Um, one of, the, one, of the, one of the manifestations that we were talking about last week that we'll look at again in 1 Corinthians 12 is the manifestation of the word of wisdom. Well, the Bible in, actually, turn there and just look at it real quick. It's just one verse in the Old Testament in Isaiah, uh, Isaiah 11 and um, verse 2. He said, the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. This is Isaiah's prophecy of the coming Messiah. Spirit of the Lord would rest upon him. The Spirit of wisdom, the Spirit of understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. The Spirit's name in this passage and, and, and several others is wisdom. One of his names is wisdom. It's got a lot of different names, but one of his names is the wisdom of God. And the Spirit reveals words of wisdom when you get your information from him. Knowledge about that, that comes just from other things and other people and things that you read, that knowledge will not produce what is necessarily coming from God if it's not filtered through the wisdom of God. And what helps you and I day to day is the wisdom that comes from the person of the Holy Spirit. He gives us things that just, that go beyond natural knowledge. Have you ever had the knowledge of a specific thing in life and you did what you thought was right in your head and it burned you? Wisdom of God will never burn you. We just have to learn how to tap into that. So I'm going to say this again, and then I'm going to ask you this question. I'm telling you that the wisdom of God will never hurt you. How many believe that? I mean, how many really believe that the wisdom of God will not hurt you? Okay? So tonight, I, I, I want to, you know, I, when, when, I, when I'm... When I'm ministering something, when I'm preaching something, what goes over in my head all the time, in my, what goes through my thinking is, when I say something, what do people hear? And when I tell people this is what the Word says, 
Are they sitting there thinking, okay, but how do you do that? Okay, but how do you hear the voice of God? How do, how do I connect to the Spirit of God? How, how do I draw the wisdom of God? I always think that. And so, there's always got to be the how-to, and, and tonight, I'm, I'm, as we're going through this, the reason I couldn't kind of, you know, move on and, 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 and not camp out here for a little while is because I'm not settled with it in my spirit about understanding how that God helps us through these manifestations. So we're just going to look at it a little bit deeper tonight. So, say this after me. The Spirit of God is the wisdom of God. Okay, so think about that as we continue to move on. Look in um, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 before we go. I'm going to go a couple of places before we go to chapter 12. 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 1. Paul says, he said, and I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling, and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Spirit. The Spirit of God is the wisdom of God. That's what we're defining Him as tonight as we're going through this. Now, that's not taking away from the Scripture because I just defined in Scripture that the Spirit of God is the wisdom of God. So, so my speech and preaching... Going back to the beginning of verse 4, we're not in persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and the power that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So I'm, I'm defining it this way tonight, that Your faith can't be in the wisdom of men thinking that things come from men. Your faith has to be in the wisdom of God. And the wisdom of God is what produces the manifestation of the power of God. And for there to be power in demonstration, there's always the miraculous. Everything that we're talking about in this series on the spirit of truth has to do with the miraculous. Now, how many in the house tonight are born again? You just say, I'm I'm born again. Jesus lives in me. Okay? So, what you believed in was something that was miraculous. It was miraculous. You know why? I'm just going to just drive the point home. Jesus really died. I mean, no breath, done, dead, right? Wrapped up, mummy-like, into a, into a grave, 
And um, he really came back to life. He really died, and he really came alive, and he's really still alive. That was over 2,000 years ago. He's still alive? The Bible says we don't know him after the flesh anymore. Now we know him by the Spirit, right? But he's alive. Any and everybody that you've ever known that lived in a physical body and they're not here anymore, I promise you, they're still alive. They're still alive. They're still alive. Why? Because he's alive. But he really died and then he really came alive. And he really came alive in in body form on this earth for a period of time, and then he left here. In a different form and in a different shape, it was still him in flesh, but now he's resurrected and now he's glorified, and he was resurrected and glorified walking on the earth. And then he ascended upon high, and he sits at the right hand of the Father now, and anything that's done and said goes through him. Anything that happens, if I declare today that I'm healed, that goes through what he says is so. Because he really died and he really rose. But you have to really believe that his death, that he really died, and his resurrection that he really came back for was not just some kind of religious mindset about that Well, it's my ticket to heaven. You know what? Heaven's a real place, and thank God if you're born again, your destiny is heaven. But but that is not the main reason. The main reason is so that we could be just like him again and operate in the same authority and power we had in the garden before Adam and Eve gave it away. We got the authority back, and now he wants us to live like it's so. And it's a miraculous life. It's a miraculous life. Seems like every day or every other day or every two or three days, something else happens. I just feel like that we're living in a time where if we're open and we believe in the miraculous and we believe in this life through the person of the Holy Spirit, there's no end to what can happen in people's lives. I'm telling you today that by his stripes, you're healed. Say it today, I'm healed. Say it again, I'm healed. Just lay your hand on yourself right now. Just close your eyes and just lay your hand on yourself and just begin to speak health and healing over your body the way you know. Just just to yourself, just, I mean, you don't have to be, you don't have to whisper it, just however you want to say it. Just speak over yourself that you're well. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, that you sent your word and you healed us. Lord, I'm healed in the name of Jesus. Every organ, every tissue, every cell, every bone, every joint, every muscle, every nerve ending works and functions the way you created my body to work and operate and function. And I'm the healed tonight in Christ. I'm the healed tonight in Christ Jesus. As you're speaking over your body, 
right now? What, what you've activated is the authority that you have at the right hand of the Father. That's what you've activated. You have that authority. You have that ability to speak over yourself and over other people because he gave us that. And he didn't say that we would speak over people and pray over people and do things like that in our own ability. It's not something that's weird and, 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 and psycho-acting kind of a thing. It's something that's real. He's given it to us. And he wants us to believe that everything that he says is right and so will work in and through us, for us, but through us to other people the same way. He wants us to believe that. No matter what we see, no matter what we've seen happen, no matter what, what's happened in people's lives in the past, and you know, all those things really don't matter in perspective in the way that you're going to believe God today. But God wants us to believe this stuff is real. This is a real life. It's spiritual. It's, it's a life that is beyond the natural. And he sent us the help to help us live our life in the physical body and be able to battle in a realm that's beyond the natural realm. Because that's where all the battle is. It's in the spirit realm. Yet, if you're going to function on the earth, you've got to live and abide by the laws and rules of the land and those kind of things. I mean, we, you can't deny things in the natural. But what we can do is deny natural things right to remain in our lives and in, in our world and the things around us. And the authority that we have, the more help we get as we understand God and we allow Him to use us with these manifestations of the Spirit, we can help other people. That's why we're teaching Paul said, I didn't, he said, I, 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 he said, my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in the demonstration of spiritual wisdom and the power that goes with spiritual wisdom. When you have the wisdom of the Spirit that is speaking and ministering to you, then you have the power that goes with it. What does the power produce? The results. The manifestations. That's what in 1 Corinthians 12, those, all those, those gifts that we call them, that's what they are. They're manifestations of the power. So when I get a word of wisdom from God to help a situation, that word of wisdom, what's backing that word of wisdom up is the power to see that not only spoken, but then come to pass. That's why, I mean, to me, we're living in a, in a, in a new day and time, that it, not, not new for the Word, the Word's the same yesterday, today, and forever, but we're living in a new day and time when I feel like that God's given us greater insight in how to operate in spiritual things. Because I'll just tell you this, everybody on planet Earth is searching God out. Everybody. Everywhere I go, people are looking for God. Everywhere. Everybody I come across. If you won't be religious and you won't judge people for how different that they are in different ways, if you won't judge them and you accept them, 
What you'll find out is that in their, in their strange and maybe odd way of life that's different than yours, they're searching for God. Everybody. You know why? You know why? Because the same DNA that's in you is in me. All of us. One God made us all. You know, you know what that means is? That in every single person is that hunger for our Creator. And most people don't know it because they've been, they've been taught wrong or they've never been taught at all or all they've had is bad experiences or whatever it is, whatever, for whatever reason, they're hungering in many, in many situations, they're hungering for God in all the wrong places. That's why you have to be who you are, and you have to know who you are, and you have to know who He is in you, so that when people come into your world, that your world is affecting their lives by the Spirit of God, and He's given you the help to do it. He'll give you, as He wills, He'll give you words of wisdom. Not a, not a paragraph and a, and, a, and a whole book and everything else of, of wisdom. It's not the gift of wisdom, it's the spirit of wisdom telling you what someone else needs. I mean, if psychic people can do it and make tons of money at it, you and I can do it from the spirit of God, and you know, what God gave you freely, you give freely to other people. What God's done for you, you want to see happen for other people. We're not, we're not in this to charge somebody to, you know, because we, we have something that we work up and it's all about us. Listen, listen, the things of the Spirit never draw attention to man. They always give glory to God. In the world I grew up in, Spirit, you know, from 18 years on, there was a lot of the spiritual things that were drawn to men. I'm just telling you, they're not, the, 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 the Spirit of God, I mean, when you stop and think about it, if somebody led you to Jesus and you got born again, there's going to be a season that you have a lot of faith in that person, but it's not about that person. Yeah, they did their part, but it's all about him, right? Because you take him out of the equation, and then you just received nothing. And you, you could have gone through the motions of believing in something that wasn't real, and it was all about your effort, and I'm just telling you right now, it's not about my effort. It's about Him and what He can do through me to see other people's lives changed. Sunday we read the scripture that, that our part is to save people. We're here to save people from the destruction of life. By letting them know there's a real God, and you cannot do that just in your natural mind. Paul said, I didn't come to you in, in persuasive words of my wisdom and understanding. I'm telling you, Paul was an educated guy. Degree after degree after degree, he could have boasted in himself. But I came to you in the demonstration of the wisdom and the power of God. That your faith would rest in that and not in who and how big I am. You getting what I'm saying? I'm not talking about false humility and, you know, I'm not taking credit and, you know, if some good thing happened or whatever. No, I'm talking about internally you're not taking credit. 
and yet still be bold about what you know in God. But internally, it's not about me. It's about what he did. That's what the Spirit of God is constantly revealing to us, and that's what Paul's saying here. I didn't come to you in what I had up here. I had to process that. I had to get rid of a lot of that. I had to renew my mind. He spent 15 to 18 to 20 years of preparation before his earthly ministry really took off. I mean, he was always ministering, but he spent a lot of time in preparation and developing his life because he had to get rid of a lot of stuff, same as you and I. So then Paul says in the 12th chapter, that was the second chapter, this is the 12th, and the first verse, we read this last week, concerning spiritual gifts, and again, that word gifts is not there, so concerning spiritual, spiritual things, or or just the whole atmosphere of the Spirit of God, concerning the things of the Spirit of God, in other words, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant, dumb. One translation says stupid. Right? If we're ignorant of this and we're not paying attention to this and we're not developing this, then we're not believing in it. And I'll just tell you this our day to day walk with God reveals to us what we believe and what we don't believe based on what we do, right? And, and all that is to tell us is not to condemn us, it's just to show us how we can make the changes. And develop more of an awareness and and more of an awareness of how to yield to the Holy Spirit instead of living life trying to figure it out on our own. Lots and lots and lots and lots of born-again people live life trying to figure it out on their own. And I'm just telling you tonight, I don't want to be one of those. I'm not saying, I'm not saying in pride that I'd never do those kind of things. I'm just saying. I've learned some things. I thank God for what I've learned, and I'm learning more every day because I want to know what it looks like. I don't want to, I'm not talking to you tonight about something that I just know about. Talking to you tonight about something that I'm developing on a day to day. That's why you have to have a routine in God's Word coming in your ears and out of your mouth so that it's changing the way that you think. And if you don't have that, You'll never change the way you think, and then you'll come into situations in the wisdom of yourself and the knowledge that you have, and then things will be about you, and anytime stuff is about us, we take credit for the good stuff, but when we make mistakes and things don't work out, we play the blame game. We've got to find somebody else to blame, but when you're in it with God, and something doesn't work out, you know what you know? <laughs> Ain't no way it could have been him. <laughs> huh? It's all me. Now let's just change it. When it's not working, and I'm in it with him, it's not him. But when I'm in it with myself, and it's not working, <laughs> we got to look back here. But thank God we don't have to live our lives like that. You never have to live condemned about any mistake you've ever made. 
even if it was 10 minutes before you walked in here. We have an advocate. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Father, man, talked ugly to my wife. I didn't. But if I did, and I have, sometimes five minutes before service, if I said something, I said, we, we had a tiff or something. I'm talking about, you know, most of that years ago. But we'd have something like that. I mean, you, your head tells you you're disqualified. How can I go preach to somebody when she and I just had, uh, you know, we had a little tiff about something? Because I have Jesus Christ. He really died and he really rose. And every time I ask for repentance about something, it goes through what he's all, where he sits. Oh, yeah, we, re- we accept that. We already accepted it. We're just waiting for you to say it. It's already been accepted. You're already forgiven before you even acted ugly. We will not be disqualified and we will not lose. Why? Because of who's in us. We're his. And we're connected to him. Can you say amen? So don't be stupid. Verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. So the manifestation of the Spirit is given to you for the profit of everybody around you. For to one, given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the Spirit. Not not, just, not, not the knowledge, not the knowledge you're going to get from going to school or, or, or learning about a specific thing. Not, not that knowledge. You'll, you go to school, you learn, and you get knowledge. And then he gives you knowledge that's, that's different knowledge. It's higher knowledge. It's, it, it's knowledge that is like, it, it, it's like a, a, an arrow in a bullseye. You're like you're hitting the mark with that knowledge. And the, the word of knowledge is something that you will get and understand about something going on today, not only in your life, but in the life of someone else. You, you, may, you may be somewhere, and, and maybe you're just minding your own business. You walked up the stairs at Starbucks, and you're standing in line, there's about five people in there, and you're deciding which muffin you're going to get, and you've already decided what kind of coffee you're going to get, and you're standing in line, and all of a sudden, the Spirit of the Lord says something to you about somebody, a couple of people in front of you. And you're thinking to yourself, nah, that, that's just, why, why, why would I think that? Because down inside of you is the Holy Spirit, who's one with your spirit, and that voice is your conscience telling your brain there's something I want to say. Holy Spirit wants to get something over to that person. Has that ever happened to anybody in here? Where you've been somewhere and something like that happened? Maybe you're doing something somewhere and, and, and you had that. I'm saying to you, those opportunities are everywhere if you're open to it. Let's just say you're standing there and uh, you order, and they're, they're standing over here waiting for their order to come, and, and uh, you say, 
you, you come over there and you say something like, hey, you know, uh, this is a great day. I was just thinking about this today, that this is the day the Lord has made, and you may not even understand what that means, but I'm just telling you, it's the day the Lord has made, and I just choose to really be glad and happy in this day, and I'm, 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 I'm happy I got to say that to you. I don't know, something like that. Is that a present right now thing that that person might need? Yeah, well, the Holy Spirit knows if that person needs something like that. So you don't have to preach to people. You don't have to give them 14 verses of Scripture. Remember, it's just a word. It's just a word of knowledge. And when that word of knowledge comes, you have no idea, especially if you hear something really strange, why would God give you something for someone else that relates to you? He's going to give you something really strange, and that's where you have to step out in faith and just say something. I promise you, it'll, it'll do something in your life. It'll do something to you when you, you're being used by God in a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge. Word of wisdom is something for the future for someone. Word of knowledge is something for right now or the past. Maybe, you're, maybe there's something that, hey, you may say something because somebody lost someone in the past, somebody died and they, they moved on and you're giving them some kind of word or word of encouragement about that or whatever it is. Those words of wisdom and knowledge are to profit that person's life, but they only come as the Lord wills them. What, what, so what, what is my part? I have to learn how to yield to that willing of God in the moment for that word to be spoken. I promise you, God wants more of that spoken day to day in everyday life, in our community right here, then you and I have any clue. And remember, it's not about you. It's about him. Because when it gets about you, then what happens is, and I've seen it happen time and time again, people try to work something like that up. And then, you know, you're somewhere and you see Veronica and you don't know Veronica and she has a sad she has a sad face on her, you know, and she looks sad. And, and, and then you speak some asinine thing like, you know, well, I, I know you just lost somebody. God's telling me you just lost a person. No. No, I didn't lose anybody. I uh, just had a hard day. I was working really hard. And I'm kind of tired. No, 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 you lost somebody. No. See, dumb things like that. I've seen so many things like that happen. I, I, I'm talking about, I'm talking adding to the church. I've seen so many things like that that were wrong. Because it became about what people did with those, quote, gifts. And, and God never willed that. And if God doesn't will things like that, they'll never work. But when he's willing them, and you're not about it, it's not, I mean, in other words, it's not about you, but it's about what he wants to do. I mean, wh why can't you have 15 words a day for people? When God knows your heart, and it's not about you, and it's all about people getting something from God, who knows what will happen? Can you say amen to that? He said in verse 8, for to one is given that word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. Not, not just common faith. 
every, every person that is born again has been dealt a measure of faith. There's a measure of faith. It's, it's common faith to get born again. That's not the faith he's talking about right here. One translation calls this special faith. And what it is, is it's faith to another level in believing something for someone else's life. We'll talk about it toward the end of this series because I'm going to give you a number of different illustrations about how the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and faith operate. The word of faith operate in, in seeing other people come to new levels. God, God's really into this today more than we have any clue. He's really into it, and he really wants you to be used in that way. To another, gifts of healings by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles, and to another, prophecy. To another, the discerning of spirits. Not the spirit of discernment. Not the spirit of discernment. I believe that I have the spirit of discernment and, and uh, you know, who knows, you're this or that or something weird about you or whatever. I mean, I've, I, I mean whew, I've seen that. I mean, I'm sorry that I've seen so much. I'm not trying to, like, talk down about it, but I've just seen a ton of weird stuff. <laughs> and so much of it wasn't God. Now, if it appears to be weird or different... Just because it's different doesn't mean it's not God. I'm just saying that this stuff is, it, it, the, the, these, these manifestations are as God wills for the profit of another person. It's not for the demonstration of some spectacular thing to uplift and, 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 and edify another human being. It's not about the human being. It's about the manifestations about the Spirit of God inside of us. To another, different kinds of tongues. If you're baptized, if you're, if you're born again and you're baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues, that's not this tongue. This is another set of tongues that are different kinds of tongues. One translation says diverse types of tongues, different types of tongues to another, the interpretation of those tongues. But to one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He, capital H, wills. Not as He meaning me wills, but He meaning God wills. When He wills those, when He knows we can be trusted, when we're learning to yield, when we're developing our relationship with Him, and we understand who He is and how to hear His voice and how to apply these type of things, then God wants to use us in that way to see other people blessed. And I'm just telling you, it's not weird and it's not strange, and it's not that difficult if you're developing a relationship with God. That's what it's all about. It's about the relationship. When the relationship is real, then the other things flow. Because God, I promise you, he's not holding back. He wants you and I to be actively involved in everything he wants to do in the earth. Can you say amen to that? Um, <clears throat> Mark chapter 6. 
And I'll end with this tonight. Say this with me tonight. I believe believe. in the power of God. God. It'd be good for you to say that every day. What what did we define the power of God as? And and it would be even better even to say it like this. When you go back to 1 Corinthians 2 and you read those first five or six verses, it's, it's the power of wisdom. I believe in the power of wisdom. I believe in the power of the wisdom of God. When I say that, then I can say, I believe I'm healed. I believe I'm prosperous. I believe the peace of God rules over my heart. I, can, I, I believe these things because I believe in the miraculous, and all of this is a result of that miraculous life, actual death, and actual resurrection that took place. It's all because of that, and it was a miracle, and now... Every time that another person gets free in a certain area of life, it's a miracle. It's a literal miracle every single time. Why? Because of what he did. Amen? Um, And this just kind of drives this point home that I was meaning about it's not about us. It's about him. And, and, and this, this, uh, this is just a great story in Mark chapter 6, I think. Then he, Jesus, went out from there and came to his own country. And his disciples followed him. He came into Nazareth. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? Watch this. And what wisdom is this? which is given to him. That such mighty works are performed by his hands. What's creating the manifestation? What's creating the power? The wisdom. The wisdom that he's operating in. And you know what? We have that wisdom in us. That wisdom is in us. Now watch, but but watch this. And what wisdom is this which is given to him that such mighty works are performed by his hands? Is this not the carpenter? The son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon, and are not his sisters with us? So they were offended in. Did Dale Lamont just give that guy a word at Starbucks? And you're watching from, you know, from the gallery? But that's Dale. I mean, Dale, I see Dale at church, and, and you know, uh, Dale's not anything special. I mean, Dale's not like some preacher on TV, or he's not this or whatever. That's just Dale. And it said... They were offended in it, and Jesus said to them, A prophet's not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, and his own house. 
Now, he could do no mighty work there, no mighty work, no work of power. He had the wisdom of God, and there was no power being demonstrated, very little that was being demonstrated, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them, a few, everybody say a few. There were thousands there, and a few, and he marveled because of their unbelief, and he went around teaching. He marveled at their unbelief. He marveled at the fact that they were focused on him and not in what he was saying. See, if somebody gives somebody a word or lays hands on somebody and commands their body to be well and they get well in their bodies, it's not because of them other than the fact that they did what God said. It's all about what he, who he is and what he did and what he accomplished. But on our end of the spectrum, if that's the case, then we have to look at it like there's not anybody that we can't see healed that he wills us to do that with. It's not about me just going and trying to clear out the hospitals or whatever, there, whatever any, any person that is sick. It's, is God willing me to do something? And I don't know about you, but I want to be on guard. I want to be ready. I want to be yielded to the Holy Spirit to be used by him to do whatever he wants me to do. But I'm not going to do something that he's not saying this is what I want you to do. That's why we have to know him. We have to know the difference. We have to know what's right. Why? Because he knows the, he knows the end from right now. He knows what people will do. He knows, what, 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 he knows the condition of people's hearts and what people want. You, you, you can't override the will of another person. The faith of God, the faith the special faith right here, at times, people will get well because of your faith in a situation. People will get well. But not every time, and not most of the time. But there are times when that happens. That's why sometimes people will say, well, you know, that person got healed, but this one didn't. That means that that person didn't have any faith, and this one did. No. No, absolutely not. It all has to do, in most cases, with the desire of another person. Always. Always. God healed us 2,000 years ago. He healed us. We've been healed. Everybody say, I'm healed. We are the healed in Christ. Then we have to go after and receive that from him. And God wants each one of us to be available to help in those type of situations because he will will this help this help that he's talking about right here, he will will that in given situations, but we have to know what those are. I used to think that anybody that had a problem, I had to will them through it. <laughs> That's not what he said. But he'll give us the help to help people get through things, over things. Or he'll give us the help to agree with people to just say, I'm done. 
It takes faith to do that. It takes faith in every situation, and you just have to be open to do it. And God's teaching us how to hear his voice and how to connect with this so that we can walk in the things of the Spirit, we can yield to the person of the Holy Spirit, and we can be used to see other people profit in every area of their life, physically, financially, mentally, emotionally, I don't care what it is. God wants our lives to be a blessing to everybody around us. That's the way he created us. And the more we yield to the, to the person of the Holy Spirit, the more he teaches us how to do that and how to come. Can you say amen?